BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I want to introduce you to something that everybody needs in their life, which is Adderall and compliments, which is also the name of my podcast. I'm Annabelle, and every week I want you to come kiki with me and my hilarious friends as we talk about everything from reality TV to dating fails, mental health. I promise it will make you laugh, and most importantly, it will make you feel so much better about your own life. So come join me and my baby stripper voice every Friday on iTunes, Spotify, and follow me on Instagram at Annabelle Sisto and give me the greatest gift of all, which is validation. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, and I am divorced, not dead. I'm a former Bravo TV star and now former wife. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said between each other, society, the sheets, and everything in the middle. And lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey. So buckle up. Welcome back to another episode of Divorce Not Dead. And I'm really excited today because I've been finally joined by a friend of mine and entrepreneur, author, most successful interior designer of her time with 43 years of experience under her belt, Kelly Hoppen. And it's now CBE afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, good morning. How are you? Very well, all the way from Dubai. You've just been awarded a CBE for the second time, which is amazing. Well, I had an MBE before, so I got a CBE uh, yesterday. Yeah, so no, day before yesterday. So yeah, it was amazing, really magical. Did you have any idea? Well, they let me know in the middle of lockdown. So you get a letter from the Queen saying, and then obviously everyone was, you know, the pandemic, the lockdown and everything else. So we had to wait to actually guess it. And I got it at Windsor Castle two days ago, which I'd never been to Windsor. And it was, it was, it's so magical. And I'm so loving all the kind of history and royalty and the whole thing. It was, it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. That's what everybody loves. I mean, I get asked about the royal family every time I go to America, like I, 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 you know, like I should know them all and hang out with them for tea every single day. For those of the people out there that don't know what an MBE is and CBE, explain to them because it's a very British thing. I'm not sure it exists anywhere else in the world, actually. So an MBE is you are a member of the British order and a CBE is you're a commander of the British Empire. So Commander Kelly Hoppen. And what did you get that for? So why, why would someone give you that? So my MBE was for my work for the industry that I work in. And the commander I got for my work with the great campaign, working with the government uh, about export, import, supporting young people, British, UK. I mean, I'm passionate about supporting young people and giving them the hope that they can do well in what they do because the youth is our future. So it's all about, you know, growing up and learning everything that you can. So 
it's all about the great campaign, everything that's great about Britain and business. So I was absolutely thrilled. And basically paying it forward, which I'm a big, big advocate of doing, especially yeah. as someone as, who's as privileged as yourself now, having built up such a global team, doing such an amazing business. Now, I mean, believe it or not, I did an Instagram sweep of my page the other day. The first topic that everybody wants to hear about is interiors, which I couldn't believe not fashion, yeah. not beauty, it's interiors. People want to see homes. And that's what you do, especially I think with COVID and everything like that. People are fascinated. And and I think they're spending more time in their homes. They're realizing how your home affects your mood. It affects your, it shows your personality. It shows, it's such an extension of you. I mean, when I got divorced, I changed my house completely into sort of a girl palace. But your houses are so special as well. How how do you do do that? You get to know the client or is it a Kelly Hoppen house? I mean, just going back to what you said, I think, you know, the pandemic has meant that people were confined to their homes. So suddenly, you know, whereas fashion was, everyone was out, was fashion going out to dinners and stuff. We, everyone was stuck within their homes. So everyone was looking inward, which is a whole topic in itself, but actually the home became so important. And then there was the whole kind of FaceTime and Zoom where everyone was looking at the backdrop of everyone's home and it became this kind of fascination. So I think you know, you're absolutely right. Your mood, the way that you are, is very much a reflection of where you live. And as you said, when you got divorced, you changed your environment because you become somebody different. So I think that in the same way as you change your fashion um, and you've always got your staple wardrobe, but you add things to it, I think the home becomes that as well. So you know, the way that we live and I like to live is very much a personal thing to us. I love order. I like everything to be in its place, but I like kind of, you know, I like it to be comfortable and inviting. And so for me, creating interiors where people love to be in it and the experience that they get from it is really, really important. And I've done it since I was 16 and a half. I'm 62 now. That's 45 oh years that I have been, you know, doing what I do. And I still love it. But it is absolutely true that your home is a reflection of you if it's done right. Some people will design their homes and it's, it's nothing to do with them. It's for show. But if you really love your home and you love being in your home, you know, you come home, you feel great. Your friends feel great in it. So it very much is a reflection on you. And that relates to color. It relates to form, balance, inside, outside, and also in different countries. Like I'm sure you live differently in Dubai because it's hotter and you're outside and, you know, color will be different there to what it is in London. It's dark here. It's winter. So I think it, it plays a massive part but, you know, the whole thing of getting divorced and changing everything, people cut their hair, they have a boob job, they do, you know what I mean? It's like things become quite drastic, but the home is really your safe place. And so I believe it has to be the most honest part of you because it's where you fall asleep, you wake up, it's, it's what makes you feel good every day. Yeah, I mean, I'm building my new house at the moment and doing it all. I'm making it again, totally different. How often like, do you update your home? Because I mean, Kelly Hoppen as a style, you have a style. You, have a, you can tell a Kelly Hoppen house. You know, you've mm. definitely marked it. But, you know, do you find, do people come to you and, and, and say, I don't want one that looks like your normal style? Or do you always work towards your normal style? No, I mean, I have a, I have a sort of a look, as you say, yeah. but if you look through the sort of 40 years of, of the archive, 
it changes and people will be surprised. There are a lot of homes I can't show that are very traditional, but they've still got that Kelly Hoffman twist in it. People come to me for my style, but every single, it's like going to Chanel for a couture outfit. It's done specifically for them. And so every single job is very different, unless it's more commercial. You know, you say, do we change our home all the time? We've just renovated a barn in the Cotswolds. So that's new. I would love to change stuff at home, but I'm too busy. I'm running like 49 projects around the world. I'd love to start all over again, but you just never have time to do it. Yours um, always comes it, last. Yeah, always, always, yeah. So Kelly, you, you've you um, been dating, you've divorced, you've had a blended family, all of these things. Does that affect your mood and, and how you how you decorate too? Because if, you know, I know when you bring in a new man into the house, maybe they don't, maybe he didn't appreciate your style or do you feel like that flows through into your work life as well? I mean, it's funny. I'm really lucky with John, which is because he wouldn't, he would, he just says, I wouldn't know what to do. He said, you do what you do. And I love it. What, what's brilliant with John and me is that he's more, if we do a project together, he's more about the structure and, you know, the plumbing and the air conditioning. And I'm like, all right, you, you do that. That's fine. You know, and he would never question anything that I would do in terms of the interiors. And I've been quite lucky in that respect, either that they've been too terrified to say anything or they actually mean it. But yeah, I mean, I would say, are you happy with this or, you know, and if they said no, would I still do it? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I have <laughs> a feeling, yes. <laughs> I, I have a big feeling, yes. So you've been with John how long now? 10 years. 10 years. Ten years. And in between, we've, you know, you've had some different types of guys. How did you know John was the right one? Like, because it's not easy to be sort of our age and like an age where to, and I think people get scared to get back in the game. And after a divorce, how did you sort of, you have a very upbeat attitude. You're always out. You always, you know, you, you never sort of had the victim mode. I've also never really seen you without a partner. And I think some women sort of struggle to find that partner. Do you think it's because you're so open, you're, you know, and you're so sort of, you, you put yourself out there because I think, you know, and you're, you're busy all the time. So how do you, how did you meet him? How did you, were you able to continue? Well, sort of going back, I was ma married and with Ed for 16 years and had two stepdaughters, two stepsons and my own daughter. And then I got divorced because he went and followed a religious cult. It wasn't like we had fallen what? out of love. And, yeah, <laughs> you have to pause there story. for a minute. <laughs> he joined a religious cult. I've never from, you know, you know, I've done a lot of episodes. <laughs> Nobody has said that yet, Kelly. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So then I had a kind of very tumultuous few years of very different dating, mm -hmm. but I never went out to find someone. And I think that's a real lesson to women, women that go out looking for something, never find it. When I very much a very spiritual person, I work very much on, you know, being very balanced and feeling good about myself. I think if you're comfortable in your own skin, you just fall into things. I fell into some pretty awful relationships <laughs> in that time. So that's another whole, you know, I was with a footballer, a hairdresser. I mean, it couldn't have been more diverse. I was definitely trying to find my feet. And then there came a point where I just sort of went, do you know what? I'm so happy with my friends, my home, my work, my kids. I'm just okay. And literally it was like someone slapped me across the face with a kipper 
And John walked into my life. And it was just one of those moments where John and I were exactly the same point in our lives. We met across a room at, at a party and then met again at Lisa Snowden's birthday and literally sat and spoke to each other all night long and have been together ever since. And I think we're so different, but we're so similar. But I do think it was that moment where we were at exactly the same point. We'd kind of been married, we'd had a crazy few years, and we really wanted to find a partner and be together. And it just seemed very natural. But I never went out and looked for somebody. I, I think maybe I'm, you know, people think I'm very extrovert. I'm actually quite shy. I know that sounds weird, but I'm not good at kind of walking into a room and, and talking to someone and flirting with them. That's just not who I am. So I kind of fall over people rather, and, the, and it's there. But for me, it's the, it's the mind that's really important, having the same beliefs, being authentic, being positive, and basically communicating, always communicating the whole time, even if it's things you don't want to hear. So I never looked at divorce being branded badly. I never wanted it to happen. Remember, I've been divorced twice. I was married before, so Natasha was from another um, husband. And that was a big mistake, that. But I, I got the most beautiful daughter. So How did you keep your, your, your children? Because they're all quite close, aren't they, all of them? Yeah. I mean, that. my mum always says to me, your biggest achievement, forget about your work, is your children. how you manage to do that. And I think that Ed and I worked very hard, you know, because you will know when the girls came to stay... They all thought it was a sleepover and it was fun, you know, roll on two weeks. And it was like, huh, you know, this is my home and that's my dad and you're showing more attention. to. So we worked really hard in those early days. And I was very close to Ed's ex-wife. So we would all be able to be together because I wasn't a part of why they got divorced. So it was easy. So I think now John's got three children. That's also taken time to integrate. But because they're all so much older you know, they're not all around the whole time. So really only John's youngest, who's 18, spends time with us a lot. So it's much easier. Natasha's married, she's got a child, Savannah's, you know, got kids and, and in a new relationship, Savannah and Sienna's the same. So it's, it's kind of easier. My problem now is how do I get everyone back in a room for Christmas or for a holiday? Because I still think of them all as kids, but of course they're all grown up and they've got their own lives. So I miss that kind of blending of everyone together. And I think that's really hard. But I think when I was married to Ed and Natasha was five and Sienna was six and Savannah was seven, I was very frowned upon at the school gates. It was very new then in those days, you know, Divorce. today, you know, mixed families are easy, you know, nobody even thinks twice. But in those days, I was like, who is this, you know, scarlet woman, you know, and that was hard for me, because I took it, in, you know, quite sensitively. But I just bulldozed on and thought, you know, home is where the heart is, you know, we're all happy, we're going to make this work. And I suppose having the entrepreneurial mind, as you do, you know when something doesn't work, you've already got another thing to go to. You don't ponder over it. And I think that a lot of become very sort of self, like, oh, is it me? What did I do wrong? Like, okay, it didn't work. Like, think of the positives now. How can you move on? How can you be better? How can you believe in yourself? How can you inspire people? How can you inspire your children? What is the best you can do for your kids? 
you know, hatred, anger, all of those things is, is such a, a wasted energy and it, it never has a happy ending. So no. delete those, put them in a bag and try and find the positives and surround yourself with people that really genuinely care and can support you and be there for you when you're in tears or down. Or, and of course, we all have those moments. But I think, you know, your logo, Divorce Not Dead, is so poignant because it's true. There is this kind of feeling that the minute you're divorced, and you, you will know, the minute you get divorced, there are a lot of women that are married who stop seeing you. Lots. And also you get the pity party of like, oh, poor you. Yeah. And then people don't want you around because they think you want their husbands. I mean, I didn't want their husbands yeah. when, I was, when, you were mar- when I was married. Oh, I don't exactly. want them now. You know, like, no, I'm going somewhere but else. that's their insecurity, isn't it? Yeah. It's not yours and it's not mine. But I just think what you've done is kind of, put it out there, A, with humor, which I love about you, but also the fact that it's a genuine statement. You know, it's life today. Your parents, my parents, my grandparents, they stayed together for life. You know, it was just never something that you would think about doing. Today, getting divorced is probably one of the easiest things people can do. Yeah, You know, it's probably more difficult to buy a home today than get divorced. So It's harder to get married, I can assure you. <laughs> Let's take a little break from the show and discuss One Skin. One Skin is a longevity-led company by a team of five PhDs developing solutions to prevent, slow down, and reverse aging. One Skin's topical supplement is a daily moisturizer powered by the propriety peptide OS1, the first peptide to be scientifically proven to reduce the biological age of skin. I don't know about you, but looking good... And a simple skincare routine is all that we want. And you can turn back the clock literally with OS1. It's scientifically proven to reduce skin's biological age so your skin doesn't just look younger, it actually behaves like younger skin. Simplify your skincare routine. You can ditch your 10-step skincare routine without compromising on results since OS1 is designed to be your all-in-one solution to skin health. So I've been trying this product for the last few months and I've seen that my skin is so much healthier looking. It's definitely more hydrated, which is all we need at our age. And, you know, hydration is key to staying younger as far as I'm concerned. My tone is overall improved. The appearance looks more fresh and feels smoother too. So I recommend giving it a try. And it really does take care of all your skincare in one simple step. Visit oneskin.co forward slash dnd and use code DND for 15% off your first purchase. The code applies to one-time purchases and the first order of subscription purchases. That's O-N-E-S-K-I-N dot C-O slash DND and use code DND for 15% off your first purchase. Happy shopping. Let's get back to the show. And obviously I've hit a nerve with someone. I think we're about to hit 2 million downloads. So, and in a very short period of time. So people are really, really resonating with this podcast. And I think, you know, every, I think what they like is the, you know, authenticity of it. And, you know, as you said, it used to be that way. 
and how that people sort of felt like you were the scarlet woman, everything was the woman's fault, you know, you gave up, all of these things. And now I think, you know, life is very short. People are understanding that. And there is no reason to spend a day unhappy, you know, and, and it's not about a man to keep you happy. And I think that that's what attracts so, attracted so many men to you, so many, you know, that I've never been alone. It's not because we are supermodels. It's because, you know, the men genuinely are attracted to confidence and to we're not looking because they are not fulfilling our cup. You know, we are full inside and they yeah. are the cherry, as I always say, but they're not our cake. And yeah. um, that's a very good place to be because there's nothing worse than needy in life. I don't want a needy husband. I mean, I've got, I've, I actually, I've got one, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to push him out the pen. But you know what I mean? He's needy in different ways. But it's funny because, you know, again, I, I don't feel like I need to be a certain way, dress up for him. I, I think our jobs, our work fulfill us. And that is just very, very attractive because I'm sure you have friends that have been single forever. I do. Yeah. And they're pretty, yeah. they're clever. And you're like, I don't understand. I don't understand because if I leave and get into a room, I, you know, I meet a ton of people. Mm. But I do think though, that it is about how people feel about themselves because, mm -hmm. you know, the whole thing of how you wake up in the morning is a mirror image of what's going to come back at you. If you walk outside your door and you say hello to some random person and you, you know, hi, how are you? And you're in a positive state of mind you have one of those days where it just keeps coming back at you. And I think that people have got to learn that getting divorced doesn't mean they're bad people. It doesn't mean that they've necessarily done something wrong. Obviously, everything, everyone's situation is individual, but it also is so important for your children because the happier and more content you are, or just level, you can't be happy every single minute of the day, your children are going to feel that. And I'm a great believer that children definitely pick up on how we are. And, and that is part of their, their path in life. And you want them to have the best time growing up and seeing and respecting who you are. Actually, that's a very good point because I brought my children in afterwards and like now they've settled in and they love Sergio and they were all there at the wedding. But I said to them, you know, and the relationship I see them build with him is just so sweet and heartwarming. They really, really have fun together. But, you know, I said, I want you to feel that there is nothing wrong with this. If you're ever in this situation later, I don't want them to stick it out. I don't want them to do what my parents told me to do and their parents told them to do. I'm like, it's more normal than you think and you don't have to make it work if if you're ready and and I want them to see it normally I say look how happy I am now whether you know had Sergio come or not I'm happier you know and that's not to say as you, you know you know my ex-husband that it, 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 he wasn't a great man he's a great man he just wasn't a great man for me you know people change you know I'm mm. sure your ex-husband was the right man for you at that time he's not mm. now and that's it, sadly. And we all grow yeah. and evolve. And I want my children to understand that that is completely okay to admit that and move on. But I think it's easier for kids today. I know that when I got divorced from Ed, it was really tough for my kids. They didn't want it to happen. But they were at a, an age where they hadn't really had relationships. They hadn't had their heart broken. They hadn't, you know, fallen out. They haven't, you know, now they're older they've all had their experiences of work. So it's, it's, as you say, you are, you, the person you are, the person that wakes up every day, that's there for your children, you're happy, you're all of those things, you're encouraging, you're there to, to hold them throughout. 
if they if that's all they need because the rest of it they'll see you know your kids are still quite young so it's you know and it's wonderful to see you i i i don't know you that well but we know each other and obviously with instagram you feel as though you know someone so personally but mm-hmm. i've kind of watched your journey and you genuinely are blissfully happy you i've never seen you laugh so much your kids seem happy you've created a life for yourself and i think it's a really important thing for women and men out there to see that life doesn't stop because something doesn't work in the same way as if you make you, you do some cooking and, and the recipe doesn't work you don't think your whole life's going to end you just try it again you know it's like it it is harder on children the divorce is harder on children because they're the ones doing the back and forth let's face it so mm-hmm. you know that i get and i'm i'm still you know struggling with that part you know it's difficult even just filling up his wardrobe you know the the with the clothes with the kids and like the you know getting them back and forth and play dates and who does what that is the biggest and toughest part of it actually when you've made the decision to go the relief on both sides is probably you know even if one of you is fighting for it the end of the day when it goes it's probably it's a big relief off both of you it's yeah. just you know you're all fighting because somebody has told you that's what you should do not what you really want to do and that's what I tried to explain many times to my ex-husband that you know like is it because your family wants you to or you genuinely would like me to be here because you know a lot of times men you know men stick it out because you know that's what they've been taught to do so you know I really believe in in letting the children it's much easier at this age because they're teenagers or you know adults and they have their own homes and they can do their own thing my children are going through that terrible thing of you know how close are we going to be school holidays all of this rubbish which is which is not easy for anyone Mm. Mm. No, I definitely, I mean, like, listen, children never come out unscathed. I've said it to so many friends. I'm like, just watch, be there and listen. There will be something that, that gets affected. And it's obvious because we're human beings and we're affected by change mainly. We're very stuck in our ways, but it's all about emotion. And I just feel that, as I said, communication is so key and it's probably one of the hardest things for all of us as human beings is to always communicate because we're always being careful not to hurt people. But I think if the lines of communication are open with children, everyone can be civil. There, it, it, it makes it easier. But for sure, the kids are the ones we have to protect. Once, once we're strong and we feel we've got our armor on and we can take on anything, you've just got to protect them. I think there's a really, really important takeaway from this as well, communication, because I know that when you start a relationship when you're in your 20s, you know, you kind of go into it. You're so bloody grateful you found a husband that you turn yourself into anything and you don't. (laughs) Yes, you're so young. You're just like, oh, okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. So you don't communicate, right? You just go, sure. And and also those roles have changed now because it was the one income family, I think then. So the men made the rules and the women just followed them. I mean, certainly when I was getting married, I'm sure when you were getting married. And, And at this time, you've already lost the communication because you don't get to communicate when you start. So then what happens? is when you start to find your voice obviously five to seven years in you know you're like then like, the, who are you <laughs> yes it, it's too late in a way because you've already set the groundwork so I always find when I looked at I used to look at second marriages and go god they look so happy and they were each other's best friends and that you know because you really picked that person mm-hmm. you know well, I actually have a funny story that all my friends laugh at when I met John and we went off to Andorra and we were going to do some hiking 
And, you know, I'm really fit and love it. But like, you know, a bit like you going off and hiking up the top of the mountain. And I was like, sure, no problem. Anyway, I was just like in, you know, leggings and trainers, not hiking boots. And we were climbing up the face of this mountain. By the time we got to the top, I actually had bare legs and sneakers going into snow. But I was still like, oh, this is so much fun. Let's do it all over again. You know, like you put on that thing, like, yeah, this is me. But yeah. actually the joke You're hating is every you minute. see who you are from the start. Well, <laughs> I mean, I bloody ended up climbing the Himalayas, thank you, and going higher than base camp Everest. And I think in that exact, exact moment going, yeah, I could do this, no problem. So it's absolutely true. And I think, you know, that's what's so great with what I've learned now. Like, I mean, Sergio sees me glam. Sergio sees me like this. Sergio sees me with an eyelash stuck to my face. I am exactly... <laughs> who I am like I'm the the first date I took him on was to my Botox doctor and he passed out and I'm like you want an older woman this is what goes into her so that I think we we both agree on I think you know when you go into things now ladies don't hide it because you know you can only pretend for so long we are who we are at the end of the day and the older we get actually you know the old dog new tricks thing is true (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's true So, so you know, thank you, Kelly. It's been amazing having you. I loved the stories. I mean, I'd love to do another one on homes eventually, all your homes, because people love to hear about interiors. But I was so fascinated about how you've made all your family work as one, because it really is hats off to you. It's not easy to do. And I hear it every day, how people struggle to move on from relationships and and make it work again. Yeah, well, the next podcast should be like, how do you deal with children who are grown up and are like in their late 30s and 40s? Because they're now their own people. And as a mother, I'm such a kind of mothery person. I still want them to be kids. So there's a whole nother learning curve there. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Well, I'll definitely get you back on for that one. Thank you so much. It was really, really nice. Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. Tune in next Wednesday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at at Caroline Stanbury for all the behind the scene action.